Welcome to the WrestleManiacs, better known as the Mothership, presented by the Sideline Junkies. Here your hosts, the People's Choice, the Nubian Sumo, and the Big Guy. And once again, ladies and gentlemen, it is Saturday. It's still quarantined. And for all those who have decided not to swallow Lysol and bleach today, this weekend, this is the Sideline Junkies featuring the big man, Sexual Chocolate himself, Mr. KG. What's up? And the people's choice. I guess he could call himself. He called himself a sex symbol a few weeks ago, but I don't know how that works out for him. The people's choice, Mr. Don Rodriguez, sir. Well, it gets me sex, so of course I'm going to keep saying it. <laughs> and speaking of sex, none to be had. Congratulations on your son turning 18. I'm sure your pockets are feeling much better today. Uh, yes, they very well uh, will be by the end of the month. So. That that was uh, some some definitely some eighteen years ago sex there. But no meat. But hold on, wait. No, 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 no me too speech for that. Jeez, I he's not gonna me too himself, is he? That wasn't a me too issue. I didn't say that was nothing. That nobody was objectified. That was just stating facts. Kid eighteen. Only way you create the kid is through sex. That's that's basic, you know, sexology. Well, not necessarily. What you talking about, Willis? <sighs> Never. Actually, mind. no. Yeah, yeah. But I say, yeah. Don't explain, because we we I definitely would have to correct uh, your your current situation. Never mind. I'll just leave it at that. Thank you, newbie and Somo. New Somo. See, you got, got me all. <laughs> got me all messed. <laughs> newbie and Sumo for bringing us into uh, the mothership, bringing up uh, sex all the way in the beginning. So obviously, we have nothing else going on in a wonderful world of sports entertainment. If we just going to start this as being the sex show, so yeah, we did. We did have two pitches of Katie Vick this week, so you know. Yeah, and no cane to be seen. But okay. yeah. who knows that that could change one day. Vince also. Well, we'll get there. We'll get there. So this week was back to normal. We're still saying "fu COVID nineteen," especially after last week's show. WWE is still producing live television. And AEW is still producing some strong content as well. So we're going to dig into the the normal role. So this will sound like a little bit more of our normal situation when it comes down to examining the the highs and the lows of this week between WWE and AEW. But we're going to take it from a little bit more introspective approach, especially with this first question. And that is... Do we believe individually, I guess you could say, that the WWE is once again leaning on the women to carry the company? 
And the reason why I say that is because, and, and I, I definitely want to get you guys' opinion. As I was watching Raw, SmackDown, and even NXT to an extent, majority of the major storylines or the major situations that was of interest revolved around the women. Raw this week was the Zelina Vega show. Then you had Lacey and, and uh, Sasha and, and Money, well, Money in the Bank and all that stuff on SmackDown with Lacey Evans and Sasha Banks and the Sasha Bailey potential issue that could be coming. Even Carmel and Dana Brooke versus Nikki Cross and Alexa Bliss. Uh, you also had Bianca Belair on Raw. You had on, on uh, the NXT side of things, Candice LeRae and a, a strong promo with Johnny Gargano. And Charlotte still being Charlotte and vignettes and everything. But a lot of content, in my opinion, just looking at how everything was produced, was revolving around the women of interest. So you have the Drew McIntyre storyline. Okay. But is it strong enough to be the big one? We're not talking about Roman Reigns. So on SmackDown, the big storyline is the tag championships between the New Day and Miz and Morrison and Lucha House Party and the Forgotten Sons and anybody else hell that wants to come down and be a part of the promo. But that that's the men's side. It wasn't even, that, in my opinion, that big enough point when it comes down to Braun Strowman and Bray Wyatt. Yeah, they had a vignette about, okay, this is where Braun came from, and they're kind of building that, but it wasn't anything that's like, oh my gosh, I can't believe that happened on SmackDown. So all I saw really uh, of substance, I'm sorry, uh, KG, Nia Jax was there too, but the ass what she put out when Kyrie Sane was, yeah, that was pretty messed up. And then Shayna Baszler can't forget about her as well. Because she just went out there and just break. I guess she's going to be the arm breaker. Rule, not even rule breaker, just the arm breaker. But there's just so much women content this week. And it was actually really entertaining. The men, eh, you know, whatever. In my opinion. So I'll go with you, KG, first. I mean, do you think that they're, I wouldn't even, well, let me correct that. They're leaning on the women, in my opinion. But I think it's going to be one of those where the women are going to be the workhorses and then it's like, oh, OK, and we're going to move on. And then they're just going to pass it by again and they're not going to get their just due after money in the bank. So do you think they're leaning on the women and do you think it's fair, unfair balance? I think that the women are going to get screwed over, but they're going to be doing all the work as we can see. But what do you think? Uh, I'm going to be honest. I don't have a problem with the women running the ship because, I mean, you don't really have that many available wrestlers. And we see what the women's evolution did for wrestling as a whole this time last year. The women just came off a main event that was botched, but it was still a good main event at WrestleMania last year. So they still had, you know, a lot of people behind them. They still had heat. I wouldn't mind the women taking the forefront. And that's not just in WWE. 
I would love to see the AEW. I would love to see the women a little bit more in AEW. Uh, of course, you already know uh, NWA and, and Impact. That their women are already in the forefront. The women's, it's not even the women's evolution anymore. It's called the women's revolution. Because them taking the forefront is not a bad thing. I think, in my honest opinion, now don't crucify me for this, but Charlotte Flair can be your top star, man, man or woman, in the whole company. Because she's got the charisma. She's got the pedigree. Pun intended. Mm-hmm. Uh, and she got the math skills. She got the smarts. She can market herself. I mean, next thing, the only thing I'm waiting for her to do is take off her shoe and tell how much her shoe costs and say, you know, a whole family can live in this shoe because it costs so much. A whole family but, can live in them pantsuits. I mean, them short, short suits. What do, you, what do you call them things? I think she got like 15 flavors of them. Is it a romper? Is it all one piece? No, you know when she has the shorts on, but she's got the blazer. The oh. it's like she, it's like Hillary Clinton with the legs pant leg cut off. She just look good in whatever Almost. she do. Best stop talking about uh, Andrade's girl like that. Hey, I'm I'm happy for Andrade. That's my mains. Mm. That's my mains. Trying to get but, that Cien Almas up in it. That's what he's trying to do. gobernables, man. <laughs> but sorry, I think it's rightful that the the women are in the forefront right now because you know it's not very many. Very much of the talent is not very many superstars are available. Is what I'm trying to say. Um, so if the women are there, they're available. Put them in the forefront because they already showed they could carry the company on their back. And they did. They showed that in WWE. AEW just has to take the chance and show their women can do it too, because they got a lot of talented women over there. Of course, you already know Impact has talented women because one of them is the champion, none other than Miss Jordan Grace. Uh, NWA talented women. Let them take the forefront and run it. You know, it's great when you got queens, because what's the strongest piece on the chessboard? A queen. That's my rant for the night. I appreciate that, man. Gave us a little chest note in there. You're doing it, doing it big. I'm proud of you. I told you I was going to do it big tonight. Not a Me Too issue in it. Good job. And now, let's go ahead to James. We, I'm quite sure there's a Me Too moment in this. But go ahead, James. Ah, oh, no Me Too moments. You know why you why you put me out there like that? No, I mean after you went full Sam. Uh, well, I mean, I, you know, I had full, I had, I had full reign. It was part of my contract. You had these contracts. Yeah, man. Not, so, I got, this, a, I got a few more. Oh, no, ain't no napkins. This is bonded. This is bonded paper. Uh, KG, you need to get a new printer with invisible ink. Mm. But let's let's. Let's look at let's look at the situation the way it is. You got no Braun, I mean you got no Brock Lesnar to play against Drew McIntyre. The character Bray Wyatt, not the fiend, doesn't really come out that much. So other than the Firefly Funhouse, 
they're trying to build up the storyline, you know, just to go through the history of how they came together and the fact that he went against Bray and he left Bray behind. I mean, that's going to be a slow build. I mean, the tag team situations on both sides is lacking pretty much. That's why they gave the belts back to New Day because Miz and Morrison just wasn't cutting it. Um, yes, from what I, I said it a few months, I said it a few, like last month, Zelina Vega needed a faction. She's got one. And it's working. Charlotte Flair, she's not doing the $5,000 suits and the $1,100 gator boots and all that, but she's bringing out some truth. She's, let, she's letting everybody know I'm the one who has had all the women's belts multiple times. I'm the one who started this. I'm the one who won that first. I'm the one who main evented. None of that stuff is a lie. It may not be the old Flair um, promos from back in the day, but it's her version of them. So she, and she's doing very well with them. The women's money in the bank, to me, is a little more interesting than the men's money in the bank because I'm looking at the two, I'm looking at the ones that are in it. I'm not even really interested in the men's money in the bank that much as I as much as I am the women's right now. So yeah, if the women, if the, if, if this will be the time, a good time to let the women shine. Why not let them? Go ahead. I'm enjoy, I'm pretty much enjoying it the way it is right now with them doing it. You know, I like I like seeing Bianca Belair on Raw and getting her getting her finally getting her recognition. I like the fact that Selena's got her group. I like the fact that um, Charlotte is uh, has a belt that she can actually go anywhere in the company with. NXT, Raw, SmackDown, anywhere she can go anywhere with that belt that she wants. So she can. So she's in the proper place as far as I'm concerned. But yeah. Let them, let them have it. Let them take it over. Let them run it for a little while. And, and, and once Money in the Bank comes on and they all start this ladder match crap that they about to start, you know, let's, let's see where it goes. And now with that said, I can go into my two-minute rebuttal. Now, no! <laughs> you waited seven days to go to a two. You know what? You know what? For your dedication and commitment to your craft and the segment, I'm actually going to give you the two minutes in a form of 30 seconds. I'm just kidding. I don't need it. You sure? I'm serious. I was going to give you time. I, I'm, and I, I, I defer to KG. He don't even remember what the heck he was talking about. I don't either, so that's why. <laughs> why are you deferring to me? <laughs> Look, <laughs> I defer to the, to the distinguished gentleman of FedEx. There you go. Go ahead. Oh my gosh! All right. So, Look, this the bad part about it. I'm glad we're not on camera because I had to dig in the headlights. Look, like <laughs> what the fuck am I supposed to do? <laughs> like message. So that's that. That's that. You know, George Bush doesn't care about black people. And I'm just looking up at the camera like Chris Tucker, like, what? What am I supposed to say? <laughs> you know what you're supposed to say? 
better take that inhaler of Lysol so that way you don't get that COVID-19. <laughs> so I got to ask y'all this. Well, well that's the case, Bill. Reclaiming, reclaiming my time. Reclaiming my time. It's a wrap. <laughs> it's a wrap. <laughs> so, James, you opened up the can of worms about the women's money in the bank. I have one gripe because I'm trying to figure out what path is going to lead to a championship opportunity or is this as a pigeonhole into helping elevate two other people? Why the hell is Bianca not in the Money in the Bank ladder match? Somebody justify that for me. I, I have no justification for it. I, I'm wondering that myself, but I can only put it on the fact that they don't think she's ready to be in a situation like that, or really? they're trying to build, or they or they're trying to build her in another way. See, the money in the bank, the money in the bank briefcase has always been a, been a vehicle for somebody to shoot up to the main roster, uh, top the top top guy spot or the main the main spot. So that's that's what I was saying about the the rosters. You know, you got who you have in the men's money in the bank right now. You got Corbin, you got Rey Mysterio, mm -hmm. uh, you got Daniel Bryan. Um, who else? Help me out here. I know yeah. it's five of them. They got one more to get. So, uh, and yes, there are six people in the money in the bank match. Well, I didn't say anything. <laughs> I didn't say anything. Well, I, I mean, even without looking at the men, because. Yeah, nobody really cares about that situation right now. Let's just call a spade a spade because all that's going to be is just we know who's going to win that um, to, to keep the storyline going. But I believe in my heart that Shayna Baszler, that, that really just setting this up for her to get the money in the bank. Now, if she became money in the bank, her and Bianca could cross paths and they could maybe have a match for the briefcase or something. I don't know. I'm trying to to say Bianca Belair is not ready. I, I didn't say she, she wasn't ready. No, I'm, I'm just I, saying if that's what the, the thought process is all, well, we want to build her a little bit more. It's kind of hard to do that when y'all just quietly push people up into the main roster. Like, well, they're there. We'll just say they're raw exclusive now. Did it with Shayna. Did it with uh, Bianca. It's like, well, okay, we're just going to, yeah, you're just on raw now. There's no major thing. She's just coming in with the Street Profits, which was fine if you were doing a few with with Zelina Vega and they her are. stable. But they are, which is why they brought her in because they needed it, female foil for um for of Zelina. But Zelina can't take Bianca, and no. Bianca is in match. She's in really what is called squash matches, basically. Right, which is Until, what folks here. Until she gets into a major feud, but why can't she be in the Money in the Bank? That makes why can't she have a qualifying match to be? I'm gonna put it. I'm gonna put it to you like I put it to you last week. To me, it's not winning. No, no, she's not. But remember, remember what, what did I say last week about Money in the about the Money in the Bank qualifiers? Naomi lost. Mm-hmm. I believe Naomi lost for a reason. Naomi well, lost, but Naomi lost because she don't want to be involved in that crap. 
Oh, she better be careful. She gonna get the Roman treatment. Well, no, even I... though he's still in uh, the opening reel for the show for SmackDown at the end as the anchor, but obviously they can't talk about him. They yeah. show freaking Matt Hardy yeah. this week, like several clips worth in the Jeff Hardy vignette. But well, they, yeah, they, they can't they, speak. They getting all that. They getting all that footage from an old twenty four that they did what last year. Oh yeah, but it's still. I mean, now I love the editing job. It's like you almost got a mat, but then it's just a couple times you just got to go mat. You have to show them. Yeah, you yeah, got to show them because without <laughs> there, because you you can't show Jeff Hardy without showing Matt in the WWE. Really. Right. I mean, they came up together. They did separate. They did wrestle against each other. But you got it with with you if you show Jeff, you got to show Matt. Just yep. like if you show Edge, you got to show got Christian. To show Christian. Yep. Well, you show one Dudley, you got to show the other. Testify. I, I think I know why she's not getting a qualifying match. Go ahead, tell me. See, it's, it's a conspiracy. Uh oh. Because Naomi. Conspiracy. <laughs> See, Naomi with her beautifully long, flowing, natural hair. Is a threat to 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 the establishment. Now nah, I'm just playing. I ain't got nothing. I, I only want one inside. I only want actually even going to nothing. I might sound like Umar Johnson, and I know I really sound like a daggone idiot. Oh gosh, <laughs> you have it. Yeah, I'll tell you. I'll tell you all there about that because I BJ like pushing my buttons with that. I'm with you. I tell you all there about that one, but uh. Yeah, I, I, it's kind of crazy, and but I feel like that way, you know, Shayna Baszler deserves a shot. Uh, Naomi deserves a shot, of course. Tamina. I see that again right now, though. Maybe later, but I mean, they just had a series of matches together, and yeah, yeah. somebody's got to take the belt off yet. of Bailey. So, I, I mean, I guess I could kind of see this: uh, Shayna versus Bianca Belair as the next buildup. I could kind of see that if uh, Shayna cashes in the Money in the Bank briefcase. What what it has to be on Becky because even though I guess the way to set it up, you could cash it on anybody. No, it's not set up like that. It's not no. Set up like uh, uh, okay, I wasn't sure. The winner, the, winner, the, winner get, the winner gets there wherever their they brand. are. That's where they yeah their brain. Yeah, I wasn't sure uh, because you know they've done strange things where they'll do the, they have done it. They have done that, that like. That's their way to move a character over. I'm going to cash in on you at, you know, uh, SummerSlam, and now I belong on SmackDown. So, I mean, who knows? Remember the Fox contract. You can't cross over. Oh, they can cross over. Oh, they can cross over. They can in certain situations, but they don't want want that. Fox doesn't want that crossover. Here's the other thing, though. (laughs) With that, if you follow WWE on Fox on Twitter, they are tweeting on everything. It's not even just Fox stuff. They are all over the place on every major storyline on, on social media that's happening live or, or on the shows. WWE on Fox is everywhere. So I think that they're, they're kind of loosening up, loosening up that range a little bit, because if you're just Fox, why are we commenting and, and tweeting on the USA side of things? Where USA don't even have an established Twitter handle. 
for their promotion. <laughs> so that might be why. Like, I mean, your mind between what you see on social media and what you see on actual television. Yeah, there's a They're difference. About, the contract talks about the show itself, SmackDown. Yeah, but you so, shouldn't be worried about what we're doing on our side of the street. From your your Fox, clearly it says Fox, so we know who it is. If Raw was doing the same thing, then I'd be, like, be kind of down with it because then they can start beefing on social media and who's the brand supremacy that sets up supremacy and that sets up for Survivor Series, Fox versus USA, and that's how you can smack AEW and TNT because, yeah, you may have a belt with TNT's logo, but we've got two networks about the few Team Fox versus Team USA without the gimmick War Room. So you can have, like, you can even make it kitty and have on a Fox side the Simpsons just because, you know, they've been a Fox staple forever, even during Disney did. now. They kind of did that, though. Remember? What did you, what did you have Bart Simpson at the day going? Oh, I'm saying, no, no, no. No, 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 no. I'm saying you saw you talking about the war rooms and whatnot. They did that. They did yeah, that. I'm with, saying I'm, I'm uh, saying without the without the war room because that war room was garbage. I'm like, come on, get these actors out of here. But I'm saying, but I'm saying in your, to your point about Fox versus USA, they were actually saying that we we have the Fox war room. Yeah, but we know that, that was gimmick. I mean, like Fox, for real. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I mean, yeah, it was gimmick, but still, it's it's pretty much the same thing. Yeah, I said without the war room, without the war room, get the war room out of there because it was gimmick and have actual like Mariska Hagate on USA, <laughs> just representing USA for law and order. Because that's other than that, that's really the or you could kind of do the Miz, but he's on the other show. So that doesn't really count. So I would say, yeah, Mariska Hagate is probably the biggest franchise character. Or, or, or has the biggest character on the USA Network outside of WWE. I can't think of any other major show at that high of a level on the USA Network. I'm thinking, yeah, yeah, it's Law and Order. <laughs> and on the other side is Bart Simpson, even or somebody. I don't know on Fox. Who, who's what's the biggest live show on Fox? Arrow's gone, so I don't know. I was see that uh, uh, Fox. Uh, yeah, I don't Ain't know. Married with children? No, man. That's I mean, what? Like, you're still watching Law and Order on there. <laughs> I mean, hey, hey, hey. If you hey. could get Al Bundy versus Olivia Benson, <laughs> I'll pay for that. I will pay for Al Bundy versus Olivia have Benson. Buck, have Joe Buck on there commentating one for, for Money in the Bank for Fox. Yeah. I mean, but, but I mean, you gotta see what I'm saying. They 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 could, they could do some things, but what I would really like to see have happen just to get a couple thirty minutes of a rant out there. This is the time. I want to see Ice T manage the street profits and um. Yeah. Like yo man, yo man, these boys about to go out there. They about to put that shit on it, man. Oh, that can I see that here, man? Yeah, let's go do this, man. Yo, live, live. Say you wanna be down easy. <laughs> <laughs> Me and my, my rock band, we're about to do this thing, man. So here's my 30 seconds apiece. The WWE is in a, you know, we're going to talk about this on the next uh, segment. The WWE is poised to have the best opportunity possible to really explode 
in the midst of this pandemic. And all they have to do, in my opinion, is for Vince to give a little, just a little, and let people try new things. That's it, which I know is going to be hard as hell. But if I had to script the women's money in the bank, there's one or two people I would have win that belt. Tamina, just because the straight jacket is the strongest thing in the in the match, so she's got an unfair advantage. Somebody hit her with a ladder, it bounces right off the straight jacket. But outside of that... Is Tamina in it? Tamina's not in it. She's not in no money in the bank. No, oh, you're right. Nia Jax is in there. Nia. Yeah, yeah. Tamina, no, no, Nia, Tamina's, Nia's, Tamina's in the title match. She's, yeah, I'm sorry. Have Tamina win a championship match. Um, and have Dana Brooke win Money in the Bank. I can see that. And just just let it let it fall where it may. And then see, you know, have Dana Brooke cash it in at the right time. And become Who's champion. Wrestling next week. Uh, I missed that. Yeah, Carmella's re- Car- 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 Carmella is in the last qualifying match. I can't remember who. Yeah, that's right. I, I, I don't know. Jay, I'm gonna have to go double check that as well. But um, well, they may show you don't want to. Either one of them are gonna win, but you know. Yeah, but why not? This is the time where they can do the the why nots. Just throw it out there and see what happens because it's unexpected. Nobody would expect Dana Brooke to become. Money in the bank, Mrs. Money in the Bank. I can see that. Nobody would expect her to actually cash it in and win. So she runs down and she cashes in on Naya. Naya happens to ju- just finish the match and I don't know, got knocked out, and here comes Dana. Boom, boom, boom. She becomes champion. Just why not? Uh, once again, why not can R Truth be in the men's Money in the Bank and win it? And then also went back from Gronk to 24-7 championship. So he's a 24-7 money in the bank, da 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 and become champion. This is where they could do things that's just so far and unexpected, just here or there. It doesn't have to be all the time. But if you do that, then you're breathing new life into what you're doing instead of with the limited roster that can show up, throwing down our throats. This, well, well, we're just going to move this piece around here and move this piece over here, and there you go. They won't know the difference. It's not like they're tired of seeing the same people wrestle over and over again. It's like, come on, guys. I know you don't have the, the roster depth that you would like to have, but you can do something, and this is where they have that, that opportunity. That's just my uh, quick little moment there. So leading in with that moment into the second question of the night. Who has the better feel in general? All the WWE shows, with the exception of backstage, or AEW? Which one do you watch and you get that mark out giddiness where you just feel, I guess, considering everything that's going on, removed from your current situation of, of stresses and worries and everything, and you're just enjoying the production of what you're seeing. So, KG, do you, are you getting the feels from AEW? Or are you getting the feels from the WWE? Uh, such a random 
question. I wasn't expecting that. Did you not go to the production meeting? Does nobody read the notes? <laughs> yeah, get on, get on the mic. You got on me last week. Yeah, yeah. Wait, 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 wait. You had wait, one I, job. I, I, was, I, was, I was just read. kidding. Wait, he, wrote it wait. Down. he wrote it down this time. He didn't even type it. Wait. Right. I put some equity into the production wait. notes this time. 20 minutes ago, but still, you're supposed to read it. Time out. Wait. You ain't got no nothing else to do. It's COVID. No. Y'all just, I work, but y'all just teamed up on me like y'all was Goku and Gohan and You're just to beat my ass. You're not like essential. Y'all jumped on me last week, so I feel no sympathy. Stalking Jordan Grace <laughs> is not an essential. Oh, ooh, shit, I said it out loud. Oh. <laughs> I am a manager now. I don't do that. I am anymore. the manager, B. <laughs> Pop copy is not essential. Well... Welcome to Good Burger, home of the Good Burger. <laughs> Take your order. He was a man of the food. So was Calvin when he was over there uh, flipping the burgers, and now he on fries. Right. That's well, McDonald's I, throwback for those that don't know. Look that up. Calvin worked I'm hard wa- to get on them commercials. I'm washing lettuce right now. That's when the big bucks roll in. Oh, Jesus. No, no, no. I was, I was kidding. I actually you looked over the thick gloves. That's yeah, that's true. You wear them thick gloves. But uh, I think AEW. This is where AEW has to close ground because I'm feeling more in tune with AEW than I am with WWE. But that's because with those mass layoffs slash firing slash furloughs. Oh, uh, take that out of it. Take that out of it. I mean, just to show watching the show. Which one gives you the feels? Not not the situations and all those things. Just um, you watching two hours of NXT, three hours of Raw, two hours of SmackDown Live a week in preparation for the production that you're not production notes you're not looking at versus two hours of AEW. So with all that, which one has really got you hyped? Like man, that was I, I'm digging that. I like the feel of it. I'm with, with with all of that. Uh, it's WWE, but that's because you know I'm I'm a I'm a mark for the women. That's why, and the women being that's why I say what I said about the women being in the forefront. Um, I just I, I love the women. I mean, I love the ladies, nice and then soft. I hate male groupies, so just step the hell off. But um, Nobody's gonna get the easy E reference. Ah, just the hell with it. No, I was I was letting you go because I bet you was waiting for me to say a Me Too movement. But I'm like, he over there quoting, he he over there quoting some songs. So that's not on him. I'm letting you go. I gave you, I gave you're good. Do your thing, man. Do your thing. I I enjoy this this thing with the women's women being up front in WWE. Because remember, I I marked out for it last year doing what they wanted to call the women's evolution, but they carried the company for a year. Then they, they kind of took them off and tried to put the men back in the forefront. Now it's time for the ladies to, you know, put the, the men and the children to bed and go looking for effing dinner. Cause that's what they're doing. So I'm, I'm getting the feels from WWE, but what I was going to say at first, this is where AEW has to uh, 
pick up ground. They have to do something. Put their women in the forefront. You know, really dig into these storylines and make it fit the situation that's going on now. Because you got to make up a lot of ground to catch up with WWE. And it's the time to do it. But all the fields go to WWE and the wonderful ladies that's out there just doing the damn thing. Essential employees that they are. Okay. Sumo? Who's, as who's, much as I want to be into, and as much as I am into AEW, they they need a, they need a real leader. Man, I know they got Cody. I know they leaning on Kenny Omega, and they got this Dark Order storyline. Especially now that they got this new guy that they bringing in now that was former NFL or what or Heisman Tro- or Heisman Trophy winner or whatever he was, but um. I, I, they they they're still reaching, and they haven't found that one person. Even though they think they have, in like either Moxley or um, or Lance Archer coming up, or you know um, all the ladies that they are focusing on, Cheetah and Rio and um, uh, Big Swole and fo- and those and those folks. They Isn't still- that a name, Big Swole? Uh, yeah. I don't know <laughs> That's a name right there. But, uh, yeah, she. I mean, they are still looking for somebody who can be that standout person, and they haven't gotten it yet. They haven't got. They haven't gotten this Stone Cold yet. So, for me, really, the the one that I get the feels on is NXT. I re- I look forward to watching NXT every week because. I enjoy watching their storylines. I enjoy watching their wrestlers. You know, I, w- I just want to see what they're going to do next. And yeah, I always look forward to the takeovers. So, because there hasn't been a bad takeover yet since they started them. So, um, yeah, I'm not necessarily giving it to WWE. I'm giving it to NXT. Well, technically, that'd be WWE. No. Yeah, because that, that's, that's, that's uh, you only got two <laughs> options. Did you not read the production? It did not I read separate numbers. WWE into I'm its components. Separating. I'm separating. How about I'm that? I'm sorry. That is not in your contract. That is it, in my contract. We did not have the word producer in your contract. I, I'm not I'm not trying to be a producer, but hey, it's in my contract. I can have my opinion. And my opinion sticks. Oh, we, we didn't put that in your uh, contract either. Oh, yeah. You need to read the fine print. We can't read. What sumo, says, what sumo says how, how, goes. You th- how you think you got on the show? If we could read contracts, we would have realized that somebody actually said they was going to pay you. <laughs> like, who screwed that up, KG? Um, <laughs> wait, wait, wait. <laughs> I'm not in charge of contracts. Uh, I need to go to y'all that, before the directors. <laughs> remember him talking about, hey, man, I, you you at least got to be in charge of something because you're on 15 different shows. I know, right? Only person on here getting promoting 18 shows, getting paid for 42 of them. Well, meanwhile, meanwhile we over here on podcast and unemployment. Is, wait for all our check I know to come is in. you're not going to take my contract or like old boy took his phone back from old girl during the draft. <laughs> 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 he, he tried to take your contract. You're like, not gonna uh, snatch that my contract away like, like the mama kid that yeah, white boy. girl. 
quarterback. Get off that lap. <laughs> wait, wait. Speaking of which, speaking of which, we will be getting into that later on in the week, and we will get breaking down all the draft. Uh, what is that? I think Tuesday night. I forget what night we're gonna do it. It might be the Tuesday night flight. I don't know, but we getting into that and much more. Well, give us a preview real quick because I want to know what your feelings are about what the Redskins got. Well, just real quick, just a little snippet. Just, just give them a little tease. Number one, Chase Young. Welcome home, big fella. Welcome back. Our home. D-line. Yeah. Our D-line is going to be sick. Mm-hmm. I'm not even going to get I, I'm just going to say it's just going to be sick. Then we signed one of the best receivers that was underrated. But it's a very receiver heavy draft. Six foot four, red zone target. Give him here. Okay. We 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 traded the silver back today. We got a couple offensive linemen. I'm happy with what they did. They they, they got depth. Make sure you mention my Carolina Panthers being the first team in modern era draft history to with more than seven draft picks to pick all defense. Yeah, I heard. I heard. And, and and then also, also not to steal your thunder off of that for you guys making history, but uh, after the draft was over, the Redskins signed Thaddeus Moles out of the LSU University. I'm sorry, LSU. Uh, for those that don't know, Thaddeus Moles, the son of Randy Moles. Mm-hmm. And I've I can honestly say that I watched. An awful lot of tape on this dude. And it it was just a championship game where I had to break down the championship game against Clemson. And I watched a lot of tape on that dude. I'm I'm happy with that. He was signed as an undrafted free agent. So if he can be half as good as his father, if he can be what his father was with more dedication, all right, we good to go. So, if nothing else, just his dad being at the games is going to put more butts to the seats. A. B. Yeah. The last question in reference to some foosball I'm going to ask you is with Rivera stacking things the way he is and, and coming up and scheming and plotting and setting up from the back end for the Redskins, are you feeling like you're going to shut Dallas out this year and they're not going to win any games against the Redskins home or away. Or uh, do you think it's still it's going to go down the middle and split or something? What's your feeling on that? Because let's be honest. Are you going to win a Super Bowl? No, not this year because you're still building. But the true battle in D.C. is as long as we whip Dallas ass, that's all that matters. See, see, that, 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 that's, uh, that, that, that's, that's young, young Redskins fans thinking. I'm just yep. speaking about what you got right now. I'm not trying to put too much on you. I'm not trying to say, oh, y'all, y'all you think they're going to go all the way. I'm not trying to set you up and they'd be like, oh, no. JG said. I'm just saying, just whoop Dallas. No, one, one, saying that we go into the Super Bowl in the preseason, that's one of the biggest curses you can ever put on the Redskins. So right. one thing I will say, I'm looking for – no less than seven and nine because we got to get things together. Uh, and as far as shutting Dallas out this year, is Dallas going to have a 
quarterback? Are they going to sign Dak Prescott? Is he going to hold out? I mean, it, that's what it all hinges on. Because uh, for some odd reason, the former coaching staff couldn't figure Dak Prescott out, but I figured him out in his rookie year. I, I figured out everything that he does and how to stop him, and I watched Green Bay do exactly what I said do. So I don't understand how anybody else can't figure out figure it out. But uh, as far as beating Dallas, it's always the, 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 the go-to. That's always the, the goal every year. To beat Dallas twice, I want to beat the Eagles twice. I want to go six and zero in a division this year. That's what I want. So, so who's gonna be your seventh win? Uh, I gotta see who else we got on the schedule. I think we got the AFC West. We'll beat the defending uh Super Bowl champions. I I think we I think we got the AFC West this year. So that means we'll have Kansas City, the Raiders, the Chargers. Uh, and who else is in the West? The Broncos. I think we play the Broncos. So you think we're gonna? We th- you think my Carolina Panthers are gonna beat y'all this year? Good, very good. Oh well, yeah, I didn't nothing. last year. <laughs> I mean, hey, I'm just saying. You said seven games. You just named them. So <laughs> you just said yourself, we gonna beat them. We gonna beat y'all. So it's all good. Let's see. That's 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 why I like being wrong. And one <laughs> one thing you have to learn. You have to learn. We've been doing this for two plus years on Anchor. I've ate a lot of crow on this daggone show. I've ate a lot of crow with hot sauce. Mm, and mumbo sauce. Yeah, and my, oh my goodness, the mumbo sauce. Oh. But I've been so wrong and so off. People, that's mumbo, not mambo. No, no, see, mambo, that's the capital city stuff. I don't like that. I like mumbo sauce. Right. I'm just making sure because that's what's on the market. I'm just making sure folks know it's mumbo, not mambo. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. You know, but see, Don doesn't know that because he doesn't get five wings and fries. He gets a uh, chicken box. Or Amen fish to that. Box. Well, chicken box. Don't disrespect it. Chicken box. box I, fish up, box. I grew up on chicken boxes. So, my, you know, I, got, I can't. I can't chicken box, salt, that. pepper, ketchup, hot sauce. What? I have to have. Ketchup. Yes, see, Lord. No, no. <laughs> That that that's that's see we got a triple mix, a what? A triple mix. You don't know nothing about that triple mix, do you? What kind of sacrilegious is this? See, what is a triple mix? See, I never knew Arnold Palmer was Arnold Palmer until I got older. I always knew it as Arnold Palmer wasn't Arnold Palmer until about fifteen years ago. So that's probably why it was always <laughs> a half. Yeah, that's that's all I ever knew it as. Give me a half and half. But now a triple mix is you got your tea. You got your lemonade, and then you got your your your, your good fruit punch in there. Oh All my it. God, Jesus! But oh. the, it's enough fruit punch just to give it a little color. That's all. But see, some people don't give you the Who put the raisins <laughs> in the half and half? No, who put the raisins in the potato salad? <laughs> who put the raisins? We've been gentrified on a half and half. No, no, no. no. I'm gonna tell you this. I'll tell you this. Stone cold, stone cold. <laughs> it, it's actually pretty good. Actually, it is. I've had one before. I didn't know that's what it was called, though. But I yeah, it's, 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 it's uh, you can get them if you ever in Forestville. You can get uh, you can get it from the Eddies on in District Heights at the end of a uh, Marble Pike. Mm, with a tear in my eye. 
it's time to go to break on that hot shit. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> oh. I didn't Fine. Uh, gotta pay that one. Wait. I'll happily pay that for that daggone sacrilege. And I'll, I'll, I'll say this. My, 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 my buddy, my good friend, uh, T. He's from Baltimore. He used to always get him, man. I'm gonna get ready to order me some wings and fries. So you gonna get mumbo sauce? Nah, man. I'm gonna get hot sauce. Won't do no mumbo sauce. Heck yeah. You, you, you in the heart. You in Landover right now. If you don't get some daggone mumbo sauce and that chicken wings, man, we gonna have a problem out here. Can't do it, man. Just don't feel right. It's like putting your underwear on backwards. It just don't feel right. And Terrell, if you listening, I still want you. I, I I want you to put mumbo sauce on that daggone chicken, man. Oh my god, what is wrong with you, man? Man, you can't. Okay, you can't take that much hot sauce when you got five wings and fries. And I tell them all the time, no matter where I go, give me five wings, fries, salt, pepper, ketchup, mumbo sauce. Make it a murder scene. That's that's it, and that's all. They already know. So before they put the chicken in, they got mumble sauce squirted on the bottom. Then they squirt it all over everything else and all over the fries. And they give me give me like two, three squirts of ketchup. I don't want to take away from the mumbo. So give me two, three squirts of ketchup, mumble sauce over everything. I want to be licking mumbo sauce off my fingers. And I still got four chicken wings left. And then it's so much mumbo sauce under there that all five of my wings are covered in mumbo sauce. And I don't even know I got a fifth wing in there. Because I can't find it because it's hiding in the mumble sauce. That's what I want. Oh, God. You know what? Just to make sure we go to break properly, I'm just going to go to the Chinese spot and get me some French fries with gravy. So, with that... (laughs) 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 We'll take a break to pay some bills. Uh, We'll go to the push. And then when we come back, will Dagon Shore be just clear from the thought of a triple mix and the fact that uh, KG's veins are bleeding mumbo sauce? So uh, we'll be back. Stay tuned. What's up, everybody? Welcome to yet another installment of The Push. Delonte, representing the sideline junkies. And, you know, as I always do over the past... Several months I've talked about a particular wrestler or tag team, whether it be male or female. This week is no different. Um, This wrestler, a very polarizing figure, um, started NXT, moved up to WWE, made an immediate impact, suffered an injury, so he was forced to be out for quite some time. Came back... um, you know, still did pretty good, but, you know, the the injury kind of derailed his momentum, per se. And then um, he had a few, a few didn't go his way. He made his way back to NXT. I'm talking about the Prince, the Demon King himself, Mr. Finn Balor. Um, Finn Balor, um... He was scheduled to wrestle um, the Dream, Valentine Dream, um, last week on NXT. Uh, for some reason, he wasn't at the taping, so um, our thoughts and wishes go out to, Vin- to Finn. Hopefully, everything's fine. Um, 
you know, and th th there was no backstory or, you know, things of that nature as far as exactly why he missed the taping or why he wasn't present. Uh, Finn, he, he's he been one of those wrestlers. He, he's been, uh, I don't know, I'm trying to think. Dominant is, is the more proper word to use, but he's came out on top on, on a good number of, of his fuse matches during the course of his WWE career. Um, you know, of course, when he dons the Demon King uh, persona, the, the makeup, you know, everything, um, he's undefeated. He's undefeated. Um, you know, and then they event, they normally have him come out for SummerSlam, um, you know, to grace the, the WWE Universe as the Demon King, which is always, a, a, you know, always welcome. Um, I me personally, I, I would like to see Finn come back to the WWE. Um, I appreciate what he's done coming back to NXT, but I, I think they have enough. Uh, star power there with Adam Cole and um, Johnny Gogano and um, a few others, the Dream, um, you know, to to, to kind of carry the load over there in NXT. Uh, I know the last time we saw him in WWE, he ran into Bray Wyatt, or as we all know him as, as the Fiend, and that didn't go well. So, yeah, I would like to see him come back to WWE. Um, I would like to see him in a match against The Fiend, um, the Demon. But I want to see Finn Balor as the Demon King. Uh, that would be quite a draw. Um, I'll even take it to SummerSlam um, to see what happens, you know, with this Bray Wyatt, Fiend, Braun Strowman feud. Um, let's say the thing gets the belt back from Braun Strowman, which I believe is gonna happen. Um, SummerSlam hits, the Demon King comes knocking, and then we have two, you know, scary polarizing figures going one on one at the Summer's major event. And speaking of that, um, from you know the the words of health officials, uh, well, not sure if it's gonna be a crowd because I'm pretty sure that a, you know a lot of businesses WWE band one they're kind of taking it easy. They were kind of tiptoe back into normalcy per uh, per se. So we'll see what happens, but it, it it'll be pretty dope to see them battle front of a large crowd. Um, I know it's normally at Barclays Center, but, you know, with uh, COVID-19 being a little more rampant in New York, not sure if Vince would want to keep it there or take it elsewhere. And that's no disrespect to New York. I love, you know, we, we all love New York. Got a lot of respect for New York. Um, you know, but we have to see what Vince says <coughs> in regards to you know, that event taking place there. Um, but back to Finn, um, I think 
he served his purpose in coming back to NXT. Uh, I, I would love to see him go against um, Valentin Dream. Um, that'd be a pretty good match to, you know, agile wrestlers um, going at it. But I think, you know, he, he, he you know, kind of ran his course in, w, in NXT. So I think they can, you know, kind of elevate him back to the main roster. Um, go to SmackDown. Go to SmackDown. Um, you know, with the uncertainty of Roman Reigns, they can definitely use another, you know, top star there. Um, I know Jeff Hardy's back. You know, they Sheamus, he's like this certified Mick Carter. Um, but bring Finn Balor back. Um, you know, put him in the title picture. You know, I, I think he deserves it. You know, he went, served his purpose in uh, NXT twice. Um, first Universal Champion ever. You know his, his credentials speak for itself. So, Vince, uh, Johnny Ace, Triple H, whoever, Stephanie, if you listening, you know, take my suggestions. You know what I'm saying? Just let's hope for the best. This is Delonte with another episode of the Push. Shout out to the brothers, the Don, KG, and the Black Sumo. Everybody be safe, continue to practice social distancing, and salute to all our essential workers. Peace. And just like that, we are back with uh, uh, an extremely worked up KG. So I know he is ready to anchor us at the end of this show. With his Triple H uh, tribute. Uh, but before that, we got to talk about something else that's been kind of weighing heavy on my mind. Jane, uh, Jane, <laughs> you got a new nickname. James alluded to it earlier, talking about the AEW side of things and trying to find that 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 spark, that that one. That, that Jim Ross can just scream his name over and over and over and over and over and over and over until, shit, he's over. We haven't got there yet. But what we do have there are two really good performers. Two great performers. Two extreme personalities. But my question to you fellas is, are they delivering thus far for what we've seen in AEW? And the first one is broken, yes, Matt Hardy. And the other one is the exalted one, Brody Lee. So, James, I'm going to start with you. Do you feel between each one, I'm going to take one and then take the other, that they are actually delivering at the expected level of those characters post-WWE? At this point, I would say expect. Since you use the word expected, I would say yes, because right, especially right now with them still taping, and everybody's not being able to be there. And I'm sure Matt is staying home with the COVID stuff, everything. Especially now that he has a new baby, he's not trying to expose his kids and whatnot to anything unnecessary. So he's staying home and doing all of his um, promos at, at the at the Hardy compound and them still really building on the exalted one character and trying to build up the dark order storyline. 
Um, yeah, as far as for right now, I think they are where they need to be because they're still growing the characters. They're still building on the storylines. And once they're able to get back to live taping and they're able to do this blood and guts match and everything, and uh, they're able to actually really do what they're supposed to be doing, then they'll get them to where they actually need them to be. Because right now I'm thinking it's going to be Matt Hardy that's going to be their stone cold at this point. Because I mean, he's, this, is, this, this, is last, this is last go-round. I'm thinking that this is going to be his last go-round before he shuts it all down. So um, especially, and, and now that they're doing this, they did this retirement storyline thing with Coat with uh, Dust Dustin. Um, he's on his last leg too, so they'll probably try to bring him up and try to get get uh, some of those um, mid Carters the rub off of him. You know, he's been doing a lot of tag teaming with uh, QT Marshall and um, Sonny Kiss and a few others. So yeah, I think right now. Yeah, they're right there where they need to be, but they're going to just grow their story, their characters and and their uh, storylines and whatnot are just going to grow from here. So, yeah, they're they're right there where they need to be right now, in my opinion. Okay, KG. Considering everything that's going on right now, I agree with James. Because I mean, it's not much you can do, but imagine. Imagine a world with no COVID-19. And just imagine what Matt Hardy could really do. The, the, the possibilities are freaking endless. Uh, I just, I, I, I think that for the, with the situation, the way it stands right now, right where they need to be. But once it's all over, WWE better look out because they made a big mistake letting Matt Hardy leave. Letting Brody Lee leave you let two legitimate stars walk away god uh, forbid what's gonna happen after this 90 days so yeah mm-hmm. let me ask y'all a question speaking of brody lee um sometimes when you look at him like if you look at him really really quick do you get a bruiser brody vibe vibe from him that's why just his when, name is brody lee yeah just when you look at him really really quick that's why he's, yeah. that's why that's why his name is Brody Lee because he 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 based he based his whole he based his whole character off of off of Bruce Brody, and and he even he actually started out in the death matches in uh C in CZW, so yeah that's where that's where that comes from his look his uh move set the whole nine yards, so that's where they got that from. Speaking of which, uh. I can't remember where I seen it that somebody was showing it and they've been showing uh Bruiser Brody versus uh Dusty Rhodes. Mm. They've been showing different matches all week. Um they've been showing a lot of Bruiser Brody's Japan matches. And they say in Japan he was even greater. You know, you god. know in Japan they loved him. He was god in uh in Japan and in Puerto Rico. Mhm. You should see this. You should, you should see some of the matches with him and Abdullah the Butcher. Yeah, I've I've heard about the I've heard of which about the ones that I haven't seen. Said they work very well together. 
Oh, they were they ninety five percent of their matches were shoots. I mean, they were they they didn't hold they they put the leather on each other. They didn't hold back on each other at all. So yeah, I mean, they bled, both of them bled every time they touched. So yeah, it was it was it's crazy. I've I've heard that uh Brody was uh he was stiff with um Luga one time. Oh yeah, he gave it to Luga. He get I think Luga Luga did something to him. Yeah. Luga, 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 I, if I remember, I read a, I read an interview or I saw an interview with Lex Luga, and he was saying that he it was some spot that he missed or he hit him or he hit him, um, like for real, and. Broke, Bruce and Brody gave it to him. Gave him all the smoke. That, 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 that. <laughs> That's probably where Lex started getting that off, off, <laughs> off. He's having flashbacks in all the other matches. <laughs> Shout out to Lex Luke. He's a, he's a really cool cat. I got a chance to talk to him uh, on the phone one good time and tell him I appreciated watching uh, him perform. And he was, he was really humbled by that. So shout out to Flexi Lexi, the only man to change our perceptions from being a narcissist to America's treasure on a Lex Express. So yeah, thanks to Lex Luger, uh, by me being the youngest, the next the youngest grandson, and also the smallest at the time. And now what's ironic about that is I'm bigger than all of my cousins now. I'm taller than them, so oh, I could put them in the sort of rack. Yes. Yeah, it was either the torture <laughs> rack or airplane spin. Didn't matter. Oh god, yep. But I got, I got all of it. Thank and then you, the Lex. Bionic Luke. elbow. Jesus, that got me in a lot of my... trouble. Come get this bionic elbow. <laughs> Bing! By God, I put, my, I put my little brother, I put my little brother in the uh, sharpshooter once, and he learned how to do it. and He started putting it on me. <laughs> <laughs> but did you tap? Oh, I never tap. <laughs> He just passed off. I never tap, ladies. I never tap. Mm. Wow. See, I was I, I was using that when it was called the uh, uh, Scorpion Deathlock. Death yeah. that, that, that was my finisher. My cousin's finisher was the figure four. Mine was the Scorpion Deathlock. And I would I, I completed it with Stinger Splash. I remember having just the, the battles, like one half of the... Uh, the apartment complex was like, that's a Scorpio Deathlock. The other half was, no, nah, man, no, nah, man, that's a sharpshooter. And that's all the battles would be. So everybody just put it on each other until that was a that was never a clear-cut champion on what to call it. But that was some serious beast right there. I'm going to put you in a sharpshooter. That's a Scorpio. Man, that was almost coming to blows back then. Until well, the big kids came over you, and then put it on all of us and we was well. crying. Depending on where you grew up, if you were if you grew up in a WWE territory, you're gonna call it the sharpshooter. Yeah. yeah. So I, I call I call the sharpshooter because I like it. It's it's easier to come out than Scorpion Deathlock. But I, but see that's all I knew because I mean yeah I watched WWF at the time, but NWA I, I saw more NWA and I think that's why I had that love hate relationship with Ric Flair. Because I seen him every week. I seen him. I seen Sting. It was never a week that I didn't see one of them too. Well, yeah, I seen because they, they were they mastered the art of the promos. So even if they didn't wrestle, you know you had a flair interview with Gordon Soley or a flair interview with 
um, pretty much anybody. Yeah. Ronnie. But as, as one thing Hogan would do, Hogan could promo, but Hogan never wrestled. And that's as I got older, that was always my drawback with Hogan. Now, I, I love Hogan. I do. I, I don't know who Terry Belay is, but I, I love Hogan. But I, I, I have that problem that he never wrestled on regular well, TV. From, from a business perspective, I'm going to say this, and I want you to finish it. Prayers? I don't know what you speak of. Oh, oh you don't know what I'm talking about from Hogan? <laughs> I the rest of it? I know that from the blue blazer. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Oh, really? Finish it, James. Saying your prayers, drinking your milk, eating your vitamins. Money. Marketing. That's why you didn't didn't eat the wrestle all the time. Because the character was so strong. All you needed to do, you want to see Hogan wrestle? You go watch the Hulk Hogan cartoon. Yeah. Plus, he was an attraction. Yeah. When 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 Andre the Giant retired, Hogan became their attraction. Yeah. You Brock Lesnar is a derivative like of what Hogan was. Like that. Right. Yep. That's just like they're doing with Brock Lesnar. He's their attraction. He doesn't have to wrestle all the time. He doesn't have to be seen all the time because he's Brock Lesnar. That's no. the same thing they did with Andre the Giant, same thing they did with Hulk Hogan. Don Rodriguez will tell you this. I have a problem with that with Brock too, because I don't want to see Brock go I don't want to see this generation go through with what I went through with Hogan. If you Hogan hear Paul Heyman cut a promo every week, you won't care about Paul Heyman. I'm always care about Paul Heyman. I'm, I'm, I'm older now. To hear him do that uh, Brock promo every week, he'd be like, ladies and gentlemen, like, oh, God, here we go. It's about five minutes of this. And the next week, five minutes of this. And then they go do a recap. This is what Paul said last week. Like, I can't say that. I love hearing Brock. I, I love I love, I love him doing it, him. but it doesn't need to be every week. And if Brock's not going to no. cut the promo himself, I'd rather have it once a month. No, no, no. I, I mean, I'm not worried about the promos. The promos is good. Where they're at, I want to see Brock in action. I would love, like when he when he had one money in the bank, and he was coming down with the briefcase. You saw him every week, even if he just made an appearance to kick somebody's ass. That was yeah, it. But- Go back a few years. He put in his work. He put in his work. He was there every every SmackDown. Hell, he yeah. even got the cover of the video game. He did yeah. it, and it got to the level to where now he don't have to. But you, from a business perspective, you don't want him to because you're not going. You, Michael Jordan, is Michael Jordan, but because it, I mean, kind of almost apples to oranges, but. You're gonna pay to see Jordan all the time, but you can wear it, wear Jordan down to where his longevity of how much more you could use Jordan is gonna become shortened as he gets older. But that's just it. I'm not saying you got oh he got to wrestle a match Brock. every week. And I'm not saying he has to wrestle a match every week. I'm not saying that. But you put the belt on him, and he doesn't even show up to the shows. It, it got to the point when he was on uh uh, uh he was on SmackDown. He was a champion. That belt never made it to TV. So the United States Championship was basically that brand's top belt. Okay? When he went to Raw, same thing with the Intercontinental Championship. That was their top belt. I have a problem with that. 
That ho- I understand the 30-day rule. No. I hate it when Hogan did it. He never showed up on Saturday Night Main Event. He never showed up on WWF Superstars. No, I do, I do agree with but that. But your top champion shouldn't wrestle all the time. I mean, I don't want him to wrestle, but damn, at least show up. Show up. Talk shit. Hell. Somebody yeah, talk shit. Put them down. I'm, 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 I'm going to put together a swear jar, y'all. I didn't say anything. He, no, he, he, just, he just he just put out the S bomb, just what? like you did earlier. If you put that jar up there, you are gonna have to fill it up. Cause uh, hey 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 hey, let's not go there. <laughs> you know, if, if if it's gonna be a competition, I think it'll be between me and you. But you know, my dark horse, my money might be on the people's choice there. <laughs> what? <laughs> I, I would I would I would say that's a safe bet. That's what I'm saying. And for our generation, and yes, I'll say it this week and this week only, we are in the same generation. We grew up around the same time. That generation of us in the early 80s, when Hogan was taken off, that character was taken off, not in AWA, but in WWF. The little Hulkamaniacs. We didn't get to see him. We Everybody couldn't afford pay-per-view. So I we couldn't he, see him. I just wanted, I just wanted to hear him cut the promo. Just like with the Macho Man. I just wanted to hear Macho cut the promo. But I got to see Macho every week. I got to see yeah, Macho on, on WWF Superstars. I got to see him on Main Event. That's why I love Macho the way that I do. But they're I, promo heavy. They're promo heavy in the WWE. They were entertainment before they added the E. Yes, that's true. But I WCW still... and NWA, they worked you. But the entertainment side of it was lacking... Up until Eric Bischoff took over. Right. And but I'll say this, and this is a shout out to my man Ben. I ain't never in my life said, you know what, I'm gonna be Hogan, because I'm gonna hit you with a leg drop. I ain't never seen no leg drop take nobody out, but that daggone flying elbow from the top rope, like Macho Man, you know, that short compact, that was the first move I taught my daughter. When she was three years old, I taught her how to jump off the back of the chair and land that elbow. I didn't teach her how to do a leg drop. I didn't teach her nothing about Hogan. Not no leg drop. Not no uh, 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 hawking up. No, I didn't teach her none of that. But you know why? Because I didn't want her to be disappointed by not being able to see him. That disappointment. I don't want this generation to go through the disappointment that we went through and is still going through it with Brock. Well, see, I grew up in, I grew up in, in, in mid-Atlantic. So, you know, you had a traveling champion in Ric Flair, Dusty Rose, whoever had the belt. So I was used to not seeing Flair all the time. Yeah, he would, go, he would come to the studio and he would wrestle a match against the Italian Stallion or Rocky King or whoever, you know, as a, as a, just to be seen. He'll, he'll put in a good five minutes with him. But he was always traveling, defending the belt. So, I mean, you, they may show a promo of him in uh, Georgia or they might show where they cut a promo, where they could cut a promo or you know, if he's somewhere in Kansas City or whatever, whatever uh, territory he's in, they may show a promo from him talking about his next big match in Greensboro or somewhere within the Mid-Atlantic. But you never really saw Flair that much, which was the attraction because you didn't get to see him. You look forward to seeing him. Just like uh, Jim Cornette says, how are you going to miss me if I'm never gone? Mm. Maybe maybe I'm still looking at it from a kid's eyes. Maybe that's the problem. Maybe it's just all that go-go you're listening to. 
we go. <laughs> nah, oh, he, 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 could, he could see Go-Go seven days a week if he wanted to. Especially back then. Yeah. Well, that's going to be a, a debate on this show for another year of our existence because Lord knows we've gone through that for 12 months plus already on KG's perspective of why Brock why and Hogan what Hogan or where is Hogan or why can't anything Hogan on superstars so we'll, we'll see how that plays out but I guess I, I did mention uh, a few moments ago that KG was fired up that he's ready to go and why is he fired up and ready to go because he is anchoring our show with, in my opinion, will probably be the more entertaining tribute to the late, gr- I'm sorry, to the game. <laughs> <laughs> to the game, Triple H. Are, are you ready? I said, are you ready? And for the thousands of and the millions watching around the world, ladies and gentlemen, oh, let's get ready to suck it. <laughs> well, about to ruin the buildup right there, man. We was bringing you in like Steve Harvey. Uh, <laughs> did you guys read the production notes? No, no, I read the production notes. I prepared for this all day. You guys must have been in my head because I was going to do the same damn thing. <laughs> so you, you were already in my head, but whoo! Oh man, twenty-five years. So in twenty-five years, we went from terrorizing to Hunter Hearst Helmsley to Triple H, H cubed, uh, Trips, Paul. Uh, he wasn't the leader of DX to start off. That was Shawn Michaels. When Shawn Michaels retired the first time, he took over DX. And at one point in time, everybody in DX held gold. Uh, <sighs> you want me to share memories. One of the best memories I have is, like I always say, the battle between Triple H Stone Cold, The Rock, for the Intercontinental Championship before they were main eventers. And they they were battling for the Intercontinental Championship. His battles for the European Championship. Uh, then him, Austin, and, 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 and Rock took it to the next level, and they battled for the, the WWF Championship. And it would bounce between those three. Those are your three faces of the company. And those are Three damn good faces. Because when Rock left and went to go make movies, Austin had to have surgery. Who carried the company? Triple H. When Triple H took a step away from in-ring competition and we lost Dusty, somebody had to take the helm of NXT. Who did it? Triple H. And look at what he's done. He's taken Dusty's baby and raised it into a fine adult per se you know uh match memories i mean 
the night, the Monday Night Raw when he won his first championship. <clears throat> I still remember the look on his face, the 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 sheer joy. I remember him coming out that Thursday. Well, it was actually Tuesday, but it was aired on Thursday on SmackDown. And The Rock promoing against him, him and China standing in the ring. And Shawn Michaels, the commissioner, told him he doesn't have the stroke. He made the match that night. Triple H got his ass whooped. And The Rock was about to lay down the most electrifying move in sports entertainment history. Until a super kick from Shawn Michaels came. Triple H gets up. Delivers a pedigree. One, two, three. Still champion. I remember the sledgehammer shots. I pretty much bought a sledgehammer because of him. Uh, Jeez, I can't even count the world titles that I've won. Starting with WWF Warzone. And moving on, how many world titles that I won with Triple H? 14-time world champion. Uh, For a little while, a thorn in my backside, but I hated him so damn much that I actually fell in love with what he did. The inverted Indian Deathlock was one of my favorite moves that he did because it actually is painful. Had it done to me before. Very, very painful. Um... In my honest opinion, should have been, should be, as of right now, as we're saying this, 17-time world champion. Because if anybody, anybody were to break what is considered Ric Flair's record of championships, I remember WWE, the magazine, said if that was a, a goal that was breakable. Triple H would have it done by 2012. And that magazine, I think that magazine was, he was at 11 at the time. And that magazine was 2009, 2010, something like that. They said by 2012, he should be there. I'm sad that it only ended at 14. It should be 17. Uh, the, the leader of evolution. Basically, this error's four horsemen. If if, if if I mean, if I'm not being blasphemous to say it, this error's version of the four horsemen. And at one point in time, all four of those guys had gold. <clears throat> I I just the love for the business that he has, the love for Ric Flair that he has, uh. I can pull up some pictures where I actually had his head and shoulders and they sat on the dashboard of my car. Everywhere I went, I was never alone because I had the cerebral assassin with me. When I used to have a desktop computer, I turned on my computer. Who was on my computer? Triple H standing at the top of the ramp. That's how deep it goes for me. Uh, I don't know how many times I've had a bottle of water and spit it out across the crowd. I mean, kind of sort of get in trouble for that nowadays. You know, that's kind of sort of assault, but I don't 
care. Triple H did it, so I'm going to do it. So, to one of my favorite wrestlers of all time, uh, has taken a great in-ring career, and I, 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 a lot of people were probably bitch and moan, but the WWE Hall of Fame should be calling within the next two years. I, I'm only thing I wish is just doing this whole quarantine thing. You let the hair grow back out. And one more time, just one more time, give me a year program. I don't care who you feud with. I don't care if it's McIntyre. I don't care if it's Brock. Give me that one. They put the band back together one last time. Put the belt on them for one year and let them walk away on his terms. Let him hang up the boots on his terms. Only thing greater is if every time he came to the ring, Motorhead could play him down, but unfortunately we don't have Lemmy anymore. And he said that's one of the greatest things in his career was to have Motor- Motorhead play him down to the ring. And as the song says, behold the king, the king of kings, on your knees, dog. That's my tribute to Triple H. That's beautiful, man. James, do you have a, a, an amazing Triple H moment? Uh, that it sticks out at you? Just put you on a spot, things. just seeing. I mean, you know, yeah, just I got, I, as, yeah, as I, he was I going down memory that. lane. As he was going down memory lane, I'm just, I don't know if you wanted to add anything. No, I mean, I get everything that he's brought up. You know, I, I hated that I didn't get more of the um, two-man power trip. I wanted, I loved that when they put them two together. You know, I, I wanted to see more of that, but, you know, with Stone Cold getting hurt and whatnot, they couldn't do for so much with that. I wanted to see more of that. You know, I hell, my big goal back here has got Triple H's uh, nameplate on it. So, you know, yeah, I'm, I've always been that way. I thought, I, but next to Jericho, and uh, bring the walls down. Triple H had the best entrance in wrestling, as far as I was concerned. I always enjoyed um, watching Triple H come out. And but the one thing that stands out that he did, uh, KG didn't mention, was the appearance. His first appearance back after the quad injury. That was big. That was huge. That was huge. And I love that jacket. I would have loved. I, I I to this day want a jacket like that. <laughs> if I would, if I could ever get that jacket, I would. I would actually. I would actually wear that every damn day. So that, I love that jacket. But uh, yeah, Triple H. Um, one of one of one of my favorites as far as WWE is concerned. I mean, when all all the way from terrorizing, like you said, when he came into WCW as a Jean Jean um Jean Paul Lebec, mm-hmm. and then came into um as the Connecticut Blue Blood, you know uh yeah it was yeah his whole career has just been now he, he did get he did get a setback with the curtain call, he but that was for take, his best. <laughs> yeah, he he did have to take all the heat for the curtain call, and he um but it but it actually worked out for him in his career. You know sometimes you got to take two steps back to step forward and that's what happened with him 
So it was probably for the best for him that that happened. But yeah, Triple H, one of the best to do it. You, you know something I just thought about when you said the curtain call? If it wasn't for the curtain call, we would have never got those battles between him, Stone Cold, Rock. We would have never got those. Then, you know, the whole feud with the nation. We would have never got that. Because the Rock and Stone Cold would have been pretty much beneath him. He wouldn't have had his eyes set on those guys. It, it, the, the Attitude Era would have been way different than what it was. And that's why they look back at it now as something that was just an amazing opportunity before there was social media or anything at, at the level that we have now. That was just the, the, the biggest much to do because kayfabe was broken out. These guys hugging. They're good guys and bad guys. By God, what are they doing? They're broken this industry in half. But, um, yeah, I, I agree. I mean, true student of the game. He, he was one of those guys that went out. He didn't drink. So they knew that, A, he was protecting them. So that way they could uh, live their uh, inhibitions. But then at the same time, you have somebody that's going to make sure that everybody's where they need to be at. He, he paid attention. He paid his dues, as you said. He listened. He learned. He wanted to go through and, and go department to department as well and hone his craft to be able to look at the business from a fresh set of eyes and come up with ideas that we now see with partner with Dusty Rhodes to become NXT and going forward to Performance Center. And in my opinion, the only thing he ever did wrong was took my boo away before I got a chance to have my opportunity to holler at her. So, I mean, you know, he got Steph. It is what it is. It's too late now technically but you know i'm quite sure if he had to decide 17 time champion uh next to run the company i'll take running the company uh. <laughs> I, I, I just i just thought about something you said it was too late you, you gotta yeah, do yeah. it right man no no it's, it's, it's over man it's over it's too late to turn back now. Oh my God! You believe, you believe, you believe, you falling in love. I got Soul Town, man. I, I've been on Soul Town for the last three weeks. Oh my goodness! So beyond anything that we can say, well, two things. One, happy over twenty fifth anniversary, Shawn Michaels, since you didn't get your twenty fifth uh, anniversary celebration, and definitely a well deserved happy twenty fifth anniversary to the game. Triple H. I'm quite sure that the the best version that he's playing right now is Proud Dead to a bunch of little girls that will run the business as well as possibly one or a couple of them. We'll see what uh, Aurora Rose does uh, to become an NXT talent. Well, who knows? Or a commentator or an announcer. And just like on the other side of the coin, Shane O'Mac's sons will be waiting to see exactly who's going to do what within the family business. And that'll be the next couple generations down the road of McMahon mania running wild for lack of a better term. So I think the only thing left to do on this show, since we are ending with the triple H celebration is for KG to sing us out on his favorite triple H theme song. And then, uh, 
we will come back same bat time same bat channel same bat craziness james before we go and and kg while he's remembering the words to the song that he wants to sing in his head <laughs> what you're drinking and what you're smoking on tonight well tonight was 1792 i went back to that tonight put a little bit of water in it you know just to smooth out everything bring the oils out and bring out a new nuance to the drink and i was actually smoking the me kierda uh by dunbarton which is a very full-bodied cigar i haven't had it in a while and it was very enjoyable along with speaking and going into brotherhood with you two gentlemen tonight as always allegedly we appreciate you so thank you james KG. Yes, sir. You got it? I don't know about singing it. Oh, I'm quite sure it'll come to you. I'm just, I'm saying, only reason why I'm saying that, my, my voice, man, that, 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 to be able to do that, you gotta have. You've been singing all night, so they don't make no excuses. Go ahead, give it to but us. I'm always singing. That's the thing. You just got through singing. Yeah. But it, it it was terrible though. <laughs> I, I I mean it was terrible. I can do way better than that, you know. Yeah, you know, excuses, you know, excuses. Guess here. Well, damn, y'all put me on the spot. I I don't like you guys. <laughs> I'm talking y'all pay. <sighs> it's time to play the game. Time to play the game. <laughs> It's all about the game and how you play it. All about control and how you can't take it. All about your debt and if you can pay it. It's all about pain and who's gonna make it. Remix. Bow down to the, bow down to the king. Bow down to the. Well, sorry. We make. We, we, it's all about the game and how you play it. It's all about control. Anything, take it. It's all about respect. Play it. You, you know what I'm going for? Take it. None uh, of our asses is going on American Idol anytime soon. No <laughs> voice. You know what I'm waiting for, right? What's that? Waiting for Diddy. Is this no. thing on? <laughs> Sorry. And be like, yo, the studio's closed. What the hell was that? <laughs> <laughs> closed? Like, man, don't even go get me no cheesecake. You just 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 go home. Just go home. <laughs> Dial on like, man. That's not hot fire. <laughs> not hot fire. Don't spit anymore. Don't spit. <laughs> Well, hey, that, that's what Triple H brings out. Uh, he brings out the bad singer in all of us. I'm quite sure he would appreciate that allegedly. If not, he'd probably talk about us. Well, one thing I can say is remember when ringback tones were hot? So you call somebody's phone and they played music? Mm hmm. That was my ringback tone. His theme song, all three of his theme songs was either my ringback tone, my ringtone, or my text tone. That's my, what I'm talking about. 
respect. He said, I hate calling you. I said, why? He said, cuz. I'd I be mad because the song don't keep playing. <laughs> yeah, I used to hate that too when you call somebody and it's, the song's just killing and then they pick up. I'm going to call you back. Why? Just don't worry about it. I'm going to call you back. I'm feeling it. So good job, KG, man. I appreciate you guys. We had a nice little sing-along. We've done a lot this show. Yeah. And we did it all in under two and a half hours. How about that? F you, COVID-19. Just want to put that out there. Don't drink bleach. So. <laughs> no bleach. No Tide Pods. No Fabuloso. Fabuloso is not a drink. Um, don't put bleach in your bum. Uh, what? Never mind. I, no, I can't. That's that's. Oh, you didn't hear about they, that? They'd have gone too far with that too. No, somebody, somebody, somebody in New York had a bleach. They gave themselves a bleach enema, and they had external and internal uh, burns. <laughs> oh God, I don't even know if they could air that on ridiculousness. Bruh, they said they had 18 cases in New York of people ingesting disinfectant. Because he said they should do it. Then They deserve deserve everything they got. In Maryland, they had to to release a statement from uh, the Poison Control Center to not ingest Lysol or any kind of disinfectant. You can die from it. They had so they had 18 calls. I'm sorry, it was 18 calls in New York. They said it was about 29:30 in Maryland, where oh, people yeah, were calling. Hotline has been off the hook. Yes, they've been calling because they ingested some type of disinfectant, and they don't know what to do because they 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 they, they like it's not working. Mm. And that's when I lost faith in humanity because now. I'm 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 not, you know, the smartest dude talking. But didn't they see those commercials when they were kids that they showed during cartoons where the little girl drank the stuff from underneath the, the sink? Not everybody knows who Yuck Mouth is. Oh, That's all I'm saying. Bring back Schoolhouse Rock because obviously right. <laughs> those messages were important. Because we learned a lot subconsciously. Yeah. Subconsciously. Now, the only only time you drink something that got that that what, what my wife calls the bad face, only thing you drink with the bad face on the jug is moonshine. <laughs> now, and, if he would have said that, yeah, that'd been interesting. That, you know, wow. A lot of drunk people, everybody be a lot nicer uh, walking around and stuff. Man, you look so nice. But see, how you on, doing? Only problem with that. You can make moonshine, but if it ain't that blue flame, it ain't what you need. People in jail like Pruno for everybody. (laughs) Straight out the toilet. Toilet wire. Oh, God, no. Oh, God. Ain't nothing wrong with a little toilet wire. Uh, It's from the toilet, KG. It's from the toilet. Never mind. I'm about about to give away too much. (laughs) Yeah, you're giving away way too much. I know where you're going with that. (laughs) I'm good. (laughs) Probably safe in the bleach, though. But uh, yeah, it, it's probably clean. <laughs> oh goodness! Yeah, just, and that's when we start talking about toilets and everywhere else. You're gonna go. That's when you know it's time to tap, ladies and gentlemen. 
Yeah, it's time to go home. They're telling they send it us home, KG. You turn the lights off. Before we go, it's one thing that I thought about today. Like the old Triple H last night, they turned the lights off on (laughs) (laughs) It's one thing I do want to say before we go. And it's to you, James. Okay. I'm going to be quite honest. No, 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 no. (laughs) No, look, I'm trying to keep, I I done lost 20 pounds. I'm trying to keep it off. I'm trying to, I'm trying to lose another 40. But, uh, what you brought to this show is absolutely amazing. You, 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 you fell right in, you fit in with the chemistry and you did the damn thing. Every week you bring the damn pain and it is nothing short of amazing so to you good sir i know your paycheck may not have reflected but i want to say thank you and you are appreciated well i thank you for that kg and for what you said earlier um don i appreciate that as well i appreciate y'all inviting me in you know i've had a good time with y'all uh, when they first got invited me in, I was like, yeah, I don't know. I've had a lot of people who told me I need to do, I've been needing to do this with either wrestling or cigars for a long time. And for y'all to bring me in like this, uh, just, it's just something different that's been added to my, my daily routine. You know, I've paid more attention to more, more attention to wrestling than I thought I had been. And I've appreciated it a little bit more because I've been on this show. So I thank y'all for inviting me. I appreciate that y'all have said what y'all said tonight, and I hope that we only continue to grow from here together. Oh, shit. Uh, KG, he, he, he didn't get the letter, did he? <laughs> I'm being future endeavored? What? Oh, <laughs> man. You supposed to make sure he got the letter before you gave him the kudos, and... <laughs> You know that, well, that you I know. Get the, I didn't get no FedEx today. We we kind of yeah. break it his arm so that way he, he knows he's no longer with the company. So I guess you'll be back next week then. <laughs> just, just just disregard that that note that'll come in the mail. Um, it, it's not intended for you. <laughs> it's another James. Yeah, as a different sumo there. Um, oh, so yeah, okay. right. yeah, yeah. Sorry, and, sorry. And it would be absolutely great. If uh, and one will respond to my tweets, I think they're gonna block me soon. But uh, it'd be nice they they responded to my tweets because not only would the WrestleManiacs like to be outfitted in and one gear and be sponsored by and one, I'm sure that all you know you guys would would like that. I'm sure all the sideline junkies would like to be outfitted in and one gear. You know, yeah. And- Bags, hats, and all that. I mean, you know, just, just, just trying, you know. So I can just be like at the end of the show. This has been another sideline junkies production, sponsored by Anchor FM, sponsored by And One Clothing and Shoes, and can be heard on Anchor FM, Spotify, iTunes, Google Podcasts, TuneIn FM, Player FM, iHeartRadio, and Podcasts. Podbean. See, I messed that up. But you get the gist. See, I, I want to be able to be professional like that and be like, yo, these are our sponsors. This way you can hear us at. And don't forget you can hear us on Bullhorn, too. You say what? What about our other sponsor? Oh, he ain't paid this week. Oh, he ain't paid this week? Okay, never mind. <laughs> he ain't paid this week. 
I got something else for him. He he get a midweek run. He got a midweek run. Okay then. All right. But I got him. Get that check, man. Cut that check. You know, it, we we don't charge much for ad time. You know, depending on how long you want the ad. Are you do you want to record the ad and send it in? Hey, you could do that. We can record it. Now, if we record it, we require dollar seventy five deposit. You know, and then you got to tell us how many weeks you want to run it for. Seventy five cents a week. We got to pay the guys in the truck. They have gotten a raise to seventy five cents a week. Hey, they are very very happy. Really? Oh, good. My future, my favorite nation's clause kicks in. Yeah. <laughs> KG, you're no longer in charge of contracts. <laughs> Look, I, I gave him a WCW contract. Go ahead and sit home, James. You can sit home, drink scotch, and smoke nice cigars. Uh, and I got, we'll just, we'll I got a Kevin you. Nash contract. I, that's, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm going to oh. be around. Wait. <laughs> Didn't Nash have all – didn't he have full creative control like Hogan? Well, I'm giving that to y'all for right now. You know, I ain't, I, I'm just give, I'm just come, I'm just getting comfortable, so, you know. But ain't you, that – you could – but see, if you got full creative control, you can book yourself in a, in, 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 a, uh, in a championship match every week. You ain't been to work in seven months, but you come back and automatically you're the champion. Exactly. I'm going to just give Don – I'm going to just give Don the finger poke of doom. Uh, 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 I'll take it. But you know what? The finger poke of doom is what killed WCW. That okay, was fine. Give me the give me the cattle prod. Hell, that <laughs> that was a part of the death of WCW too. <laughs> oh my god! Okay, fine. Cut my hair. <laughs> what hair? Well, I mean, I'll grow it back to get my nature boy locks back in. You, uh, you look like fried Woo! tuck. I saw, that, I saw that video from earlier. You look like fried tuck right now. Uh, hey, man. That makes it smooth. Yeah, so it's time to go. See, what he was really saying was... <laughs> mm, mm, mm. That's when you me too censor yourself, ladies and gentlemen. So that is all our time for this week. You have on my right hand side, if I'm looking at the screen, you have the Nubian Sumo, James. Ladies love, cool James. On my left hand side, you have the people's choice, Don Rodriguez. Hey, he says it's sexual. Baby. Oh. And I'm gonna give it all to you. Right on. Uh and then of course you got me the big guy KG, the chocolate drop of the group, you know. Can't give it all to you. Just gotta give you a little Hershey kiss, that's all. Dark chocolate, baby. And we are the WrestleManiacs. <laughs> and we are out of here. Later. Peace. Peace.